This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Dirtcast. I am your gracious co-host, Madeline Davies. I'm your other co-host, Megan Reynolds. And today, we are going to be talking about little gold men. That's right, Oscars. <laughs> and joining us is our golden boy. Our golden man. Rich Juzwiak. It'll be nice. But before we get into that, uh, I just want to say, I know I said gracious a minute ago. <laughs> I did not say gracious. I said gracious. You did. I let it slide. Um, I just want everyone to know that I know what the word is. She does. Did you miss me last week? I missed you more than words can say. <gasps> I cried. Oh, I I'm, sure. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. You can barely hear the recording through the heaving. It's true. I was really, I was crying as if someone had just flayed my cat in front of me. Oh my God. That's, well, geez. I mean, I hope no one does that. Please, Daisy. It's yeah. okay. I'm Daisy, sorry. Sh- Daisy should be safe. Thank God. How was your restorative vacation? Um, it wasn't necessarily a restorative vacation. Sure. Um, I was in LA. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not saying the purpose of the trip was to go to TomTom. Sure. But I'm also not saying it wasn't. Oh, my God. How <laughs> was TomTom? Well, first. Yes. Folks, let me tell you. Waiting in line at JetBlue. I am in the normal security line because I am not a true blue mint member or whatever it is. Suddenly, I see a flash of flaxen blonde hair, uh-huh. a twinkle of sapphire blue eyes. Okay. I see a tall man okay. with a beard. Okay. Okay. And when I see that, I'm like, that looks exactly like Stassi Schroeder's boyfriend. Oh, no. And then I oh, looked boy. at the blonde woman, uh-huh. and it was Stassi Schroeder. Oh, shit. On our flight oh, to shit. L.A. Oh, my God. Um, what so, was her airport outfit? It was, like, relaxed but expensive. Mm, I love that. Um, my favorite look. Every person I told was like, oh, like, did she look terrible? Oh, was yeah. she in coach? Yeah. And the answer to both those questions are no. Like, She's pretty. Sorry to, like, bum everybody out, yeah. but she looked beautiful and was definitely, like, in, like, the lie-down seats. Oh, my God. Oh, God. A dream. <laughs> the lie-down um, seats. I know. I'm so jealous. Um, On the way back, Jemima Kirk was in one of those lie-down seats. She was? So, yeah. Did she look beautiful? I think she is incredibly beautiful. I also think she's, I think out of all of the Kirk sisters, however many, Jemima, Lola, Lola Domino. Domino, Blank, are we missing one? No, I think there's just three. Out of all of them, I think Jemima is the prettiest. I think they're all so pretty. I cannot picture what the other two look like. I just yeah. think like Jemima, but like me, um, like with the edges erased or something. Jemima is, like, one of those people who you actually, like, see around New York a lot. Yeah. Um, And, like, I remember one of the first times I saw her, she was standing on the street wearing an ankle-length kimono. Oh. And her hair was, like, down and flowing. And she, like, clearly was not wearing a stitch of makeup. Yes. And she was just, like, breathtaking. Like, luminous. It was so annoying. That's really annoying. Um, I like that outfit, though. I respect it. Yeah, she looked great. I mean, she can wear a bath sheet. She had yeah. a bath. She could wear like a towel and a and a regular a flat sheet and look fine. Yeah, I mean, sure. and her sister Lola is great and very very cute on Mozart in the Jungle. 
Ah, yes, a show that you and maybe one other person I know that isn't my dad watches. It's true. So, again, we weren't there to go to TomTom, but it was a perk. How was it? Again, I want to say that it was terrible, but it was fine. Was the food good? Uh, Well, we just ordered an appetizer. We ordered the uh, buffalo cauliflower wings. How were those? I mean, it's like you tempura batter a piece of cauliflower and then put buffalo sauce on it. It's going to taste good. Yeah. Um, and then all of the drinks were, like, insanely expensive yeah. and insanely overcomplicated. Yeah. But, like, none of them were bad. Wow. There was one that we got that literally they coat the outside in coconut flakes. What? So you're, like, like chewing the, the cocktail. Like the, the rim? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and so it's so messy and it's, like, so dumb. Uh, but even that one, like, tasted fine. I mean, I feel like assaulting the rim, et cetera, I feel like is an affectation. Yeah. More than anything else. Although I do understand it enhances the flavor or whatever. But Yeah, on a marg. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll take a salted rim on a marg, but it just it gets just messy. But yeah, then Sheena and Tom Schwartz walked in. Wow. Um, no one wanted to take a picture with Sheena. That's she was depressing. truly just like standing there. Waiting. Like clearly very just like, hi, it's me, Sheena. Like oh, no, God. but like hardly anyone was bothering her. And then like Schwartz was like flocked. That's to. extremely depressing, um, but it sounds like you had an enjoyable time. Oh yeah, I flocked. I got, a, flocked. I got, a, I got a pick. <laughs> How was it? Um, the picture's not great. Okay, uh, I think uh, my partner was like incredibly embarrassed that he One, had to take the picture. Twenty-five thousand so, percent. Sure. So I have like three like very blurry Shaky, shots of him clearly like, just fuck, trying fuck, to fuck, fuck, like done, done, done. But it's like that's what that's what we're here for. I mean, why the fuck else are you at TomTom? It was there was no other reason. Yeah. It sounds like, um, and he was so nice. That's great. Not forgiving him his sins. Sure. I think why, why again, nice is different than good. Nice, as uh, Stephen Sondheim once wrote. <laughs> Many people are nice. Um, Even bad people. Bad people are nice. Yes. So, but uh, we like were like both of us were like a little bit of flutter because he was like very very charming. That is. Doesn't surprise me and is slightly upsetting. Yeah. But I'm glad that you had that cultural experience. Thank you so much. I'm going to pivot quite (laughs) just very quickly out of this hole and into another one. A hole that I dug from some dirt. (laughs) Some very dirty dirt. The Uh, dirtiest. It's the dirtiest of dirt. It's the dirtiest of fucking dirt. It is dirty this week, too. Yeah, this week is bad. uh, It's stuff that, like, I would... In my life, like wish I never had to like think talk about. about. I guess the first item that we can discuss is all of the stuff that's going on with Jesse Smollett. It is um, dizzying. It's not great. So he was allegedly attacked, and his attackers, according to Smollett. Uh, called him homophobic and racial slurs, mm. and then poured an unknown chemical substance on him. They, they later found no- out it was bleach. They put a noose around his neck. Like, it was just, like, one of the most horrific things you could ever hear. There were, like, weird um, notes that looked sort of like a movie FBI, like, movie serial killer Yeah, notes, like, ransom notes with, like, cut-out words and stuff, um, like letters from part. magazines. I'm pretty sure there were notes. He said his alleged attackers were wearing MAGA hats. Well, he said he's, right? he's now like, I never said that. Oh, he's backtracking on that? I mean, the, the story has really 
Yeah. It's a ne- at a neck snapping It was case. like reported that they were wearing MAGA hats. And now he was like, I never, I was never the one to say that. But like, cool. people came out in like full support because again, it's such a horrific, right. horrific story. And now the Chicago police are investigating the possibility that he set it all up himself and that it was yeah. a... Uh, it's not good. Yeah. The police are saying it looks like he planned this. I saw something that said... Uh, they're saying now that he paid the two guys who are brothers who are Nigerian, and they've also, like, appeared on Empire as, as extras. extras. yeah. They're saying that he paid them $3,500 each to do this and that the attacks, that they, like, practiced them also. Jesus. Before, I'm looking at CNN right now. This is a relatively recent thing. Yeah, it says... Fresh dump. Fresh dump. It says that the brothers were arrested and they are no longer suspects. Yeah, they were released, right? They were released on Friday because that is when the police discovered this new evidence that indicates that they perhaps did not do this (laughs) in the way that Smollett was saying that they did this. It's one, it's just like, of course, this is going to give every, like, asshole permission to not permission it's going to give them an opening to right. doubt every other story that happens right. like this you know like we're like hate crimes are like an incredibly real and pressing issue yeah but like now every single like dickhead can be like well you can't say that people don't make this stuff up i know did you think that i mean i'm trying to remember what what i even thought when this whole story broke, like if I thought this was suspect or not. I did not at all. Because why I would I why I mean, would I doubt something like that? I probably I mean I am for all for all of my posturing, I believe pretty much anything anyone fucking tells me. So like I did, I think I was also like this seems like, oh my God, this is terrible. But again, like why wouldn't you give someone the benefit exactly. of the doubt when it comes to something that awful? Yeah. I mean I just want to know if he is indeed lying about this and this is all like some sort of orchestrated event. Just like, why? Also, just like, how on earth did you think that you were smart enough to make this work? Because you obviously weren't because you didn't take the right fucking set. Like, your shit was not like airtight. Right, that's what I mean, where it's just like no one really gets away with these things, especially considering how, like, surveilled we are currently. Like, there's cameras everywhere, and, like, there's records of everything you do because we're all dummies who, like, are so public about everything. Right, and also nobody is is nearly careful enough to get away with faking something like this. Yeah, especially if you're, like, somewhat famous. Yeah, and you—I mean, I'm curious as to how his— because I feel like his reps are going to keep issuing the same kind of statements they have been, which is, like— denying it like he's like you know appalled that people would Mm -hmm. think this was fake and blah 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 but like there is I think there is going to be a point unless this is like the first layer in like a 25 layer cake of hell I think there will be a point when his the narrative from his PR team is going to have to like find a way to explain this away I mean he has to be going through something some shit yeah like I don't know I'm not trying to like play armchair uh, whatever psychiatrist but it's like that's not just something like someone who's fine. Healthy yeah, does true. I mean, I guess stay tuned. <laughs> I am now tuned. I would like to very much know what the fuck is happening. So, oh, I this whole story just makes me like deeply, deeply sad. It's bad. Yeah, it's not great. This next item is fun. It's happy. It's happy. Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry are engaged. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They're going to be naked paddleboarding for life. That sounds so nice for them. The ring 
I noted, looks similar to the ring that Orlando Bloom proposed to Miranda Kerr with. It's like a big, sparkly red stone that I remarked looks a little bit like a drop of period blood, surrounded by <laughs> You're always many managed to find like the most uh, beautiful angle. I do. Yeah. And then surrounded by a bunch of small diamonds. It's not my favorite ring. One drop but of period blood is could be very pretty. It's true. And especially if it's surrounded by like a bajillion tiny diamonds. Um, do you watch Pen15? Have you been watching I it? I started the first—I watched the first episode. I've not gotten to an episode that deals with periods yet. They, like, show period blood on that show. Oh. And I was like, they don't really do that ever. I love that. I can't wait to get to that part. Um, yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> so they're married. That's great. Love is alive. Well, they're engaged. Oh, I'm sorry. They're engaged. They will be married. I can't wait to see what she wears. You know, I think they're good together. I mean, if they seem happy, they seem happy. I don't know. I think that they're a good pair. They seem well-matched. Yeah. They've been dating for a while. Yeah. They took a little break, which I think tends to actually, like, be like, all right, well, they, like, missed each other. Yeah, that's true. And I think they're both, like, pretty dumb. And so <laughs> they can just, like, <laughs> be, be, dumb be together. attractive and dumb together. That's beautiful. You know what? That's a beautiful building block for any relationship, like, I think. We should all be so lucky to, one, be stupid, and two, uh, be hot, and three, find someone else stupid and hot to have fun with. I agree. Um, that's a wish that I'm putting into the world right now. So now that Ugh. we've uh, dipped a toe in something pleasant, we're going to actually just cannonball into a sea of shit. A, a, a pool of poop. Um, Ryan Adams Ugh. has gotten me too mm, If you happened. have followed Ryan Adams throughout his career, it's one of the least shocking revelations because he's always, one, just been an insane person, and two, yeah. been especially insane when it comes to women. I am thankful that I know nothing about Ryan Adams' music. I don't think I could recognize a Ryan Adams song if you were to play it for me. I feel very blessed, um, but I did see a lot of people being very upset about yeah. a lot of men being very upset that Ryan Adams got me too because they thought that he was one of the good ones. Well, I mean, again, if you know anything about him, there's no way that you can actually yeah. think that. There was a New York Times story published, uh, I want to say, was it on Valentine's Day? Um, it was right around then. He was accused of abuse by Phoebe Bridgers, who he dated briefly, and Mandy Moore, to whom he was married for like seven years. Always an odd couple. Yeah, Ryan Adams and Mandy Moore always struck me as like a strange pairing. And it, they were accusing him of psychological and emotional abuse. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but he was also involved with a 16-year-old girl that the Times has only identified as Ava, sending her a lot of inappropriate text messages, asking for nudes, so on and so forth. He was— Is that alleged? Or it's is, alleged. Yeah. yeah, he was in or around the age of 40 when he was allegedly doing this. The Times piece also alleges that he used his position in the indie music world to manipulate women. Mandy Moore said that he basically blackballed her from having a career. And she I think that's like, definitely true. Yeah, because she stopped making music basically after they got married. Yeah. I think she said in the piece that she, you know, wanted to like get beyond her like pop bullshit and do other yeah. stuff. And she thought that he could maybe help. And then Candy she, still a bop. Candy still goes. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, cool he, stuff. yeah, he's like such a sloppy person. Yeah. I mean, and even like the whole like, I'm going to record Taylor Swift's album to, you know, because right. I can like, it's amazing, but like basically like look how much better I can yeah. do it is like very much, I feel like quintessential Ryan Adams. Yeah. He like does that all the time. He'll just like re-record people's albums. Really? Yeah. What is wrong with him? 
I mean, I think he is another person who has, like, emotional issues. Yeah. But, like, that's not an excuse to be horrible to people. No, it's not. I don't know. When he was younger, he would have meltdowns on stage all the time. Oh. Like, that was, like, his thing. Okay. Well. And in that book, <sighs> Meet Me in the Bathroom, that's, oh, right. like, all about how he, like, got all of the strokes on drugs. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. Great. Now I have no reason to listen to his music ever. Uh, yeah. And wasn't he, like, recently, like, calling Julian Casablanca's fat? Like, yes. he's like, you're fat. Yes. And it's just like, he you're did do a that. grown man. He did do that. Yeah, he he loves to pop off on Twitter in a way that I find um, distressing. And that's like, there's nothing I love more than ragging on Julian Casablanca's, but... <laughs> Who doesn't? I mean, you know? Uh, all right. So that's that. Probably more to come. I yeah, he has, like, said that he, like, issued an apology, but yeah. it was kind of one of those ones of, like... I am sorry to people who I've hurt. I'm sure I've been a shitty person throughout time. Right. But this is like a, a severe misrepresentation of events is what he's saying. I mean, but, don't know. they all say that? Yes. Um, they do all say that. They do. That is, in fact, all they say. I would just like to briefly check in on Miranda Lambert. Hell yeah, we do want to check in on that crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Miranda Lambert personally. Two things have happened to her close to each other. She got married to an NYPD officer named Brenda McLaughlin. And it, after a very short courtship. After a very short courtship. They apparently met on GMA. According to our uh, our sources, our favorite yeah. uh, person, uh, one of our favorite people, Bobby Finger. That's true. They got married, I think, on Valentine's Day. A surprise wedding, the best kind, I, the worst kind, if you ask me. Weddings should be planned, like, to the—anyway. But a couple days before that, she got into an argument at a steakhouse in Nashville and dumped a salad on a man's wife because the man started shit or something. Like, they got mm-hmm. into, like, an argument with one of the people that she was with. I just I just love the idea of Miranda Lambert dumping a salad on someone. I mean, if you're going to throw something on someone, it's a fairly humane... A salad? Uh, a humane thing to toss. I think so. Unless it's, like, really heavily dressed. Right. I mean, I like... you can, like, pick a salad off. Yeah. I mean, if it's, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what salad I would not want thrown on me. I mean, the answer is, like, any salad, but if I had to pick, it's probably, like, like a steakhouse chicken Caesar. Yeah, or just, I'm just thinking of, like, anything that's, like, drowning in, like, a vinaigrette. I'm thinking really practically about, like, what would stain. I mean, a chicken Caesar, especially if each each piece of romaine is coated evenly in sure. a Caesar dressing, that's ruined, whatever yeah. you're wearing, man. Unless yeah. you can get to the bathroom immediately to get those oil stains out. You're fucked. It's true. I would love to dump a salad on someone. But it's someone. not like a soup. It's not like a soup where it's like, ah, no, a soup know. is like you got to go. Yeah. I mean, again, if someone dumped a salad on me at a restaurant, I would also leave. I would not, like, remain. <laughs> romaine? I would, okay. Ah! <laughs> you would leave? I walked right I opened that door. I'm going to close it now. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Miranda is doing, you know what? Given these two interesting bits of evidence, I think she's doing great. She threw a salad on someone and she got married to an NYPD officer that she met on fucking Good Morning America. I think she is a pretty much an asshole is my take on her. Nice. In general. Okay. Like, I feel like I've never heard something good about her. One thing Bobby uh, also pointed out to us, and you can infer what you will from this, is that this wedding happened very quickly into their relationship, and there's been no mention of the fact that she was drinking at the steakhouse. Oh, interesting. So there might be uh, an impetus for getting married very quickly. I see, I see. Um, Picking up what you're putting down. But, you know, if so, uh, mazel. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you have to get married for that, but— You don't. 
but depends on, I mean, it depends on your culture. On your life, however you think your life needs to be lived. So con- congratulations. Congratulations. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a hearty congratulations. You got married. You might be pregnant. You threw a salad on someone. Three, three bucket list items for some person. Checked off. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Rob bros. Good job. So sitting down with us in the studio, once again, we're getting spoiled. Uh, I'm spoiled. By his presence. Uh, we have Rich Juzwiak, master film critic. Oh, thank you for saying that. And that I didn't he- know you felt that way. Well, I mean, I always love reading your reviews because, like, you have such a point of view. Yeah. Where it's, like, even if I'm, like, oh, I might like this movie. Right. Like, I would rather, like, know the person's point of view. So I can, like, compare my own tastes. Yeah, I've never, I've never been interested in convincing anyone of anything, really. Right. (laughs) That's, that's very true. Also, like, people are very weird about tastes in general. Well, everyone takes it personally. Or just, like, I don't know. Like, it's okay, like, to like something bad. So oh, totally. To, you know. I love oh, yeah. so many so things So I decided that are very, a very long time ago that to me, taste is not what, taste is why. Yeah. You know? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Ooh. That's that's my ethos. So like, I, you know, it doesn't really matter what you like as long as you can explain why. Sure, definitely. Uh, and that's the entire point of criticism to me. Yeah. Uh, I know it's not the point of criticism to a lot of people. No, but. right. You want to? It's like people want to be like, "Is this movie good? Yeah. Is it bad? Yeah, or am I right? Am I wrong? What can I get mad at? Yeah, you know, how would I have written this differently if I were paid to write anything, anything ever in my <laughs> life? Oh my God. <laughs> um, we are gathered here to discuss the Academy Awards. So this room has three more hosts than the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) The Oscars are being hosted by a voiceover, and that's it? The presenters? And presenters. The thing about it is, I'm trying to think if it's the Oscars per se, but there are so many award shows where a host will do the monologue, and then you don't see them for an hour. Right. You know, I feel like maybe the Golden Globes has done that before, maybe the Grammys, where, like, the host is not at all present because they like run I mean they like run so short on time exactly that it's just like all right cut that bit right right and so so you'll come back from commercial and it'll be like now coming to the stage Oprah you know? Oprah yeah. without Kevin Hart you yeah. know <laughs> Kevin Hart is not here but Oprah is yeah. hello so would you even miss a host I, I mean so. I don't no. think so I think I mean the monologue is never fun no. and I think they'll probably replace the monologue with some sort of like video I mean, they do that anyway. They do anyway, so they'll just like... There's like a cold open. Yeah, they'll just like do that video longer, maybe, to give whoever some time to like... 
I also find their yeah. reading glasses so they can present the award for best blah. I also bet the whole cold open will be about not having a host. Jesus totally. fucking Christ. It's going to be like Jimmy Kimmel being like, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to stuff myself into that planter in the corner that's empty. Wait, so wait, it's ABC? Uh, yes. yes. Okay, so it will not be masked singer inflected at all because, because oh. you know, Megan has this. I, I, I mean, again, yeah. my, and I will present it once more. I think I've said it at least three times now. I feel, I think that the host should be masked like the masked singer or like oh, the Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Either. What, however you <laughs> the want Phantom it. Phantom of the Kodiak Theater. And I just want it to be. I just think that's how it should be. I think, just and then Billy Crystal. we'll discover at the end. I believe in the blog post I wrote, I said that it would be Susan Sarandon yes. dressed as an armadillo, <laughs> which I I want to see that love. Show. And again, if anyone out there is listening, I've got I've got more ideas. <laughs> I remember a couple like this was years ago. Make me a star writing for Jezebel. I like wrote a thing about um, Billy Crystal's like blackface character. Oh yeah, because they like wait tri- Sammy Davis Jr. Right. Is that who he's playing? I think so. Right? Um, cool. But he like trotted it out again, like when in he blackface? the last time he hosted the Oscars, and he was wearing. But it blackface. was like in a yeah, but it was like in a clip. Um, oh right, right, right. And I wrote about it, and there were so many people people who were like, "That's a character he's been doing forever." And I'm just like, that- <laughs> oy, oy, oy. <laughs> yeah, you're racism right. is okay because it's well established. <laughs> I mean, part of the, this country's history. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's systemic, so, so let it go. So maybe that's it. Is that it's uh, Billy Crystal dresses an armadillo and then he takes it off and he's Sam- Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> I will watch. I will watch till the end so I can see who has been revealed, as it were. Another thing that they're doing to cut the show shorter, four awards are going to be announced during the commercial breaks. We know which four they are, right? Yeah, it's Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Live Action Short, and Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Honestly, great. Uh, Those people always get on stage and then they want to talk and talk and talk. Here he fucking goes. I'm not not interested in hearing from them. I knew this is what you— Like 95% of the time. I don't care if, like, Alfonso Cuaron thinks this is a disaster and how dare the Oscars do— Why did you bring him in? Well, I feel like a lot of people spoke out. I don't know if he was one of them. Yeah, I was like, why? Because they were going to, like, not televise them at all. Right, exactly. And people were just up in arms about this. I know a bunch of directors were like, how dare you? The craft of cinema. Yeah. Yeah. you know, I don't sit through credits. I don't want to hear from these people saying stuff about their children that I don't know or will never know. I don't. I just don't. From a from a from a spectator standpoint, I don't care. You're like, give me a Phineas wanna- and Hazel Roberts <laughs> exactly. uh, motor or you want like so you want like a highlights reel. Like an award show, I think. No, he just doesn't. Maybe want, the rule is yeah. like maybe the rule is if you go on stage, you have to make it count, and if you don't, you're executed. And so then it's <laughs> like, so then it's like the Oscars with like the Running Man or something yeah. like that. You know, make it make it a true make elimination it like reality Z show. A little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say I I agree. I wish I didn't. I wish I could be like, no, I love <laughs> the person wins for best cinematography, yeah. but. I do love the costumers because they're always freaks. That's true. The costumers and, are. And they always are wearing like the most insane thing. And that woman with the credit card dress. Yeah, she I was, was thinking about that yeah. immediately. Yeah, iconic. So iconic. We don't remember her name, but we remember the dress. Mm-hmm. I guess we could talk about what's nominated and whom. Of course. Let's, sure. get, in, let's get into the... The categories. The let's get into the muck. Okay. It's a bunch um, of muck. So here I have a list. Best actor... Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rami Malek, and Viggo Mortensen. I bet Christian Bale wins. Yeah, I think I win too. I hope it's not Mr. Teeth. 
Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't. I mean, it would be crazy if he won. Yeah. Also, just like Hollywood loves they to do. appear as like liberal as possible. So even though Vice That's wasn't true. great, they'd yeah. just be like, "Oh, fuck you, totally. Dick Cheney." And totally. I feel like they love it when Christian Bale. I mean, he often, almost always, transforms himself physically. I'm looking at a picture of him yeah. as, and it's not cute. It's not great. So I feel like he's a winner. I, I mean, he's I thought a winner, that performance baby. was. Terrific, especially given all of the rest of them. I mean, I didn't see at Eternity's Gate. There's no what way you're going to get it's It's a Van Gogh biopic. Goodbye. Yeah. I, that I was, feel like it's <laughs> impossible for Willem. Willem Dafoe is always going to be mentioned in the yeah, Oscars, yeah, and exactly. I'll always be like, what? For right, what? Right. I know, right. I also, have, this really seems like a role that he took in order to be nominated, and I hate The Van Gogh role? Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, who needs a Van Gogh biopic? Not me. Not I. B Coop's. Ear, <laughs> ear. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Good to fucking idiots. Took me a second. I got it the first time around, and I don't love it. <laughs> Who's Christian Bell's stepmom again? Gloria Steinem? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like I discovered that recently and was tickled. How is that possible if he's British? Um, I'm just step- kidding. I was like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> B-Coops definitely isn't going to get it. No, that would be I would scream. I mean, so we think it's going to be Christian Bale, and I bet you $3 that we're all right. I I do want to say about Raimi, though, that while I don't think the dialogue scenes of that movie are very good, I thought the performance scenes of that movie are tremendous. I think that the Bohemian Rhapsody performance scenes are the best in a rock movie that I've seen. I think I was so distracted by everything messy about it that I— can't even recall. Yeah. I just like I found I I <clears throat> was like I think the way I described uh Bohemian Rhapsody is it's walk hard without pathos. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I just was the whole thing just was so embarrassing to me that I, I you know, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I, I don't hate that movie the way that I know that you do and I know that you hate it. Yeah. I, I mean I do think it's crap. Yeah. But because I like Queen's music and because I was yeah. hearing it on a loud s- sound system, you know, that right. was very intoxicating to me. And also I really like the um, creation of Bohemian Rhapsody scene. I thought that yeah. was useful. Oh. There are, you know, like when they're recording it and he's going crazy. I the- thought you were talking about the scene where he like plays it on the piano in bed. <laughs> and he's like, I really think that's going to be something. I thought that was beautiful. I thought that was so beautiful. <laughs> that's how people write songs. I, uh, so, But anyway, I, I, and also I feel like, you know, you walk into a Freddy, a PG-13 blockbuster-leaning Freddie Mercury biopic, you know you're seeing pure fantasy. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I sort of check that at the door. Let's. Uh, Viggo Mortensen is like a crazy nomination. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Green Book, you and know, I don't think I'm going to. He definitely convinced me that he was this guy that grew up in New York. You know, yeah. like I and, and he's not obviously. Where is he from? I don't know. Why don't I? Mm. California or something? Oh, is he? I thought he was like. Is he British? Some kind of European? No. No, because he was married to Exine for a while, which doesn't exclude him. Exclude. Excuse. Exclu- no, he's American. You're right. Being, uh, okay, so it's not that impressive. I just know, like, he's God, why did I though. think he was like Norwegian? Maybe because his, his name is Viggo Mortensen. I guess yeah. he has like a Viking it. name. Yeah. He also like has a tail. What? Um, in Literally? that movie, like, a like history an actual of violence, tale. Uh-huh. There's like a scene where he like there's like he's, a sex like, scene with oh, yeah, yeah or yeah. yeah 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 and then he like like it looks like he has a tail. Oh, he's like coccyx or whatever yeah. you say. Is it like Pr- prominent? Protrudes. I mean, not prominent enough for me to like for certain say that he has a tail. Sure. But like enough that I can say that he might have a tail. <laughs> <laughs> 
cool. I didn't know that, but now I do. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I just uh, found like the writing so ham-fisted in that movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of problems with Which that movie. Which isn't his fault. No, it's not his fault. Still, I did think that the performances were enough to make it a com- to make it like a fine experience. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't like trying to leave. I would have walked out. I walk out of movies all the time. Yeah, I stayed Love and watched that, that about movie. you. Well, life is short. I mean, what's glaring is that it's like a race movie from the point of view of the white guy again. And it's like, why? Like, why? Why am I starting at his house and then going home with him? Like, just do it a little differently. Um, And I just love that, like, it finally portrayed Italians as the uh, open-hearted, non-racist culture that it's... uh, Yeah, finally. Yeah, finally. There's, you know, diversity matters. Diversity does matter. Let's toot right along to Best Actress, Yelitsa Aparicio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife. The Wife. Olivia <laughs> Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga for A Star is Born, and my pick, which is Melissa McCarthy for I Can You didn't Ever Forgive that Me. She was nominated. That's I'm yeah. that's glad great. she yeah, is. is great. That movie She's was, not gonna win, but it's no, great. it's gonna be The Wife. Yes. Which is great, which is fine with me. This is like a legacy sort of award. Because Glenn has been nominated right. a lot and never won, and now it's her time to win, and right. that will happen, and that's great. Did either I mean, one of you see The Wife? Yeah. How was it? I liked it. Yeah? I haven't seen it. It's based on a Meg Walter book, right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people have a problem with it. I don't really get it. I thought it was compelling. Really? An okay. interesting story. Yeah. I don't uh, have anything against The Wife. I yeah. think I just, like, didn't just get have, that screener. Right. <laughs> I'm just glad that it— because it was such a non-event when it came out, I was worried that she would sort of be passed over and that we'd be looking at Lady Gaga acting Oscar winner, um, which is just, I mean, that's an insane thing to think about. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm, I'm exa- there can be 100 Oscar winners in a room. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you only need one, one Oscar one winner <laughs> to I be Lady Gaga. I can't wait to see whatever the hell it is she does. Um, yeah. It, you know, I, and I'm not, you it know. entertains me. She's, she was good. I mean, I thought her facial acting was atrocious, actually. You look at her and she's like, I, like I, I'm being paid to do this. So I, I guess I have to like I guess react I just like to love looking single, at her. I loved looking at her too. Yeah. Um, uh, and I thought that the performance was good, but I, I think that she, if you look at these, the rest of them, she's, it's the weakest performance out of the five. It's yeah, an incredibly strong true. category. I mean, I mean, Olivia Coleman was I just, excellent. She's like I who I'm her. rooting for, yeah. but I also am like, she's going to win so many awards in the future. Like the totally. fact that she's only just kind of breaking into like American movies is just yeah. like, she's going nowhere but up. I you, mean, you wish that she were supporting because she would absolutely yeah, have yeah. that in the back. Oh, for sure. I mean, I want Melissa McCarthy. Can You Ever Forgive Me was like one of my favorite it's movies. It's a great movie. It's a stunning movie. And it, it was and so it, good. And it stands up to a second watch. I watched it again when I got the screener with oh, my I boyfriend to, and my mom. I need to rewatch. Yeah. Also, I feel like uh, Mir- Muriel Heller, that's who directed it? Yeah. Yes. Um, I feel like that is like a huge snub that she totally. wasn't nominated for oh, Best yeah. Directing because totally. it was like so delicate and just like the way she shot Winter in New York just felt so real. Oh, yeah. You could feel sort of that cold clinging to yeah. you. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was a stunning meditation on loneliness. I really enjoyed it. Um, and what I really appreciated was that it showed, it really explains why she got into the situation that yeah. she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very careful to explain what led to the crime. And I thought that was key because otherwise totally. you'd be completely unsympathetic to this character. But right. instead you kind of root for her in a way. Yeah. And you're also just like, God, she's a genius in her totally. own way. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it really underscores that. It's very, it was very nuanced. I um, loved it. Good. We all agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, best director. Okay, Spike Lee, um, Pavel P- 
Palikowski for Cold, Cold War. War. What is that? Oh, it's a uh, it's a about Polish the Cold movie. War. <laughs> it's about a relationship. It, you know, actually, the weird thing about this movie is that it's about this relationship that starts when the guy is auditioning a dancer and she seems underage and that's uh, like how their relationship blossoms it's like it feels it's not quite a Celine Dion Renee Angelil thing uh, yes. but it I thought about Celine Dion when I was watching this movie I mean I generally think I was about Celine say, Dion I was that I white think about that not <laughs> all the time so but you're I really like the favorite <laughs> she's a favorite <laughs> Um, a star is born. What a star she was. Yorgos Lanthimos for the, the star has been born. Sorry. Alfonso for Roma and then the vice guy for vice. Oh, Adam he McKay. Is in it. Whatever. He did that movie that I didn't care for. The Big Anchorman. Short. The Big Short, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also did uh, one of the best movies of all time, which is called Step Brothers. So, okay. All right. He did I do will Step always uh, love Adam McKay for that and that alone. I mean, who's going to win? Alfonso? No, I think Spike Lee will win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah. I think it's another legacy thing. I mean, because if the Academy wants to seem woke, right. you know, Spike has been notoriously snubbed. That's there, true. There's footage of Kim Basinger, I guess it was in 1990 because it was for the 1989 set of movies calling out the Academy for not nominating Spike or Do the Right Thing. Right. Like, she did that during the ceremony, which is awesome of Kim Basinger. Yeah, right? She didn't need to do that. And, you know, she really took a stand. And uh, I remember her being, like, being really nervous. I remember watching it. Um, I just think that, like, I, I actually think he deserves it in this case. Uh, I do not. You I don't like see, Black I Panther. haven't seen the movie yet. Um, I guess, like, the direction wasn't a problem I had yeah. with it. I didn't love Black Klansman. Uh, um, it felt like way too heavy-handed, which yeah. I know is like what Spike Lee was going for, where he was like, I don't want anybody able to be able to like miss the message of this movie. Well, sure, that's but it's Spike also Lee like, for you. And also it's just like, what, like, who's coming to see this? Yeah. You know, it's not, I don't think like MAGA people are coming to see Black Klansman and being like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, that's um, true. I, I guess I guess if you weren't so heavy-handed, I would care less about that. But, for sure. But yeah, it's a good point. Also, one thing that really bugged me throughout the whole movie is that John David Washington's voice doesn't change. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole thing is, like, he's pretending to be white on the phone. Oh. And then he's, like, very much just like, yeah, this is my white person voice. But it's it's just his voice for the whole movie. Oh, right. yeah. Where, like, yeah. I don't know. But I thought Adam Driver was fantastic in it. Yeah. I, like, thought the action was really good. I don't know. I like Spike Lee. Like, Crooklyn is one of my favorite movies ever. Crooklyn's but a good yeah. movie. I live very close to the honorarily named Do the Right Thing way. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just I just think that they're just going to give it to him regardless of... It's, I, I, I think it's a legacy thing. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. I think it's going to be Alfonso. Because I it think it's be. like, it's less... Uh, it's less challenging. He's like a less yes. challenging director than Spike Lee is, and but they also like will still get their like woke points. Didn't he just win? Uh, or um, Gravity? Yeah, Did maybe. He? Yeah, I can't even remember what was nominated I mean, last it's, it's, year. To be honest, that doesn't mean he's not going to win every again. year. I know. Yeah. I, I had to look up what. Won, I don't really. Like, I don't even remember last what, year. what last year was. Guillermo del Toro yeah, won. Yeah, for yeah, best exactly. Oh, Fish Sex. Gotcha. Yes. Let's look at best picture. I'm so excited. Are we not doing supporting categories? Oh, I forgot to put them in the list. But who's there? What do we got? We have actress in a supporting role, Amy Adams Boo. for Vice, Maria de Tavaria for Roma. Yay. She was Sophia. Yes. Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Weiss for The Favorite. I think it'll be Regina King. Yes. Yeah. I think it'll be Regina King. 
I thought she was the best thing about that movie. I, I didn't haven't love seen that, that yet. Oh, I either. thought it was so beautiful. Yeah, I thought it was all right. It, a lot of people staring into the cameras, making like googly eyes. Yeah, like, I think I was into it. I, I just like you don't you know, love that. Rich. You know the thing. Um, I don't love that. And uh, <laughs> thanks you know, for confirming. Baldwin's prose, which reads so beautifully, felt awfully stilted to me. Sure. You know, so so it, I kind of felt like okay, so this is almost like a Circean tableau for black life and why shouldn't sort of black people be portrayed in this highly stylized Hollywood sort of way but it still felt like a disconnect to me sure and um, my biggest problem with it is that the character uh, god now I forget her name but the 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 the, girl yeah the protagonist um, she is just a cipher in that movie there is no there there and there's there in the book they, oh, in, that's interesting. In the book, she she consistent. She has this tick where she says she narrates it. She says things like, "What happened next? I can't describe." And then she gives this gorgeous description of it, sure. and that happens repeatedly. So it's a way of sort of illustrating how how low she thinks of herself. You know right. how much she underrates her own ability to communicate and uh, her own worth, and. I felt like Barry Jenkins, when he adapted this, took her at her word. I think that's definitely true. So I wasn't into that. I haven't read the book, so that's hard for me to— I think I just, like— It was one of those movies where I felt like I was, like, inside a painting. Yeah. Which, nice. Yeah. Which I, like, can always kind of— Like, I was talking to someone recently about, did you see Bad Times at El Royale? No. Um, I, I, I hear was about wondering it about and, that. But I was like, I think I forgave, like, almost everything that was kind of bad about it, which was a lot of things, because it just, like, felt so good to be inside that yeah, movie. Like, yeah. the color and, and this, like, the sets were so good. But yeah, I thought Regina King was great. I thought she was great, too. Um, I also wish that Emma Stone hadn't won for La La Land. I agree. Because I think she oh. would be— Entirely. She, like, and this she, would be a better—she should win for this movie. Yeah. She should. She should. And, I mean, she like, was probably not over Regina King, but, like, but yeah. she deserves an Oscar for this movie more than she does for La La Land, which right. she didn't deserve an Oscar for at all. And that it was just movie like, Why didn't you? deserve anything. But, but but also that she's she did better before and she's done better after. And yeah. Yeah. Like, this is her. This is what her Oscar is for. What? Right. Yeah. And I don't know. She just like blew me away in that. In the so favorite. good. I was surprised that she was good. And Rachel I was surprised that I enjoyed it. <laughs> Again, always with the undercut. That's me. Rachel Weiss, I think, also was like, oh, she's great. Um, if like. And she like moves like my Kinsey scale needle, I think. Uh, um, like, I see it. Her and like like the boys' clothes throughout the favorite. I was like, she's the most stunning woman. Yeah. Um, and she just was so good in it. Yeah, she Not was really good. Her looks. She was very good for sure. Supporting men's. Yeah, who are the men's? So the men are Mahershala Ali. Yeah. For Green Book. Yeah. Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Uh-huh. Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born. <laughs> Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me. And Sam Rockwell for Vice. I think it should be Richard E. Grant. I think it should be, and I think it's possible because it's like yeah. well, I'm the, looking at the supporting else categories and are wild like, cards a lot of the time. Yeah. A movie that wins no other awards. But it's Sam Elliott. I bet it's Sam Elliott yeah. too, for a similar reason that I don't think A Star Is Born is going to get anything else, and this might yeah. be a star. It will it'll get best original song. song. Yeah, right. And this might be their opportunity to give A Star Is Born a major award. Right. Let's look at the best picture category. Okay. Black, (laughs) 
Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, Vice. Again, I'm rooting for The Favorite. I would love if The That'd Favorite be great, won. That'd but be I nice. don't think it will. No. no. Um, that would be, it'd be really nice. You though. know, I don't love Black Panther, but I like Black Panther, and it would be fun if, I mean, if any Marvel fun. movie is going to yeah. win, a fucking it Oscar, should be this, it would be this one. one. I actually I would, would like, understand why, too. Like, well, as exactly. a movie, it was, like, I thought it was, like, well-paced. I thought it was, like, yeah. beautiful. I I don't know. But I don't was, usually like action movies like that, and I really liked Black Panther. It was also, like, a cultural event. And, yeah. you know, Oscars really award that sort of thing historically more than they do actual quality. Or, like, I mean, merit. In my yeah, opinion, yeah. the five best movies of the year are nowhere to be found on this list, yes. nor are they ever. That is a question, TK, is that I would like to know if, like, you had the Richies or the Meggies. <laughs> The I want to know what your uh, <laughs> I, I have some answers for you. I, have- I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a lot of ways, it makes sense to give it to Black Panther. Yeah, I um, I, I w- would be like very surprised, but I would be pleased. Yeah, me too. Uh, Green Book, no, Ro- you know, the, the, my, I'll tell you my Roma. problem with Roma. Okay, I'm ready. I feel like that character, the 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 protagonist, the the maid, yeah, mm-hmm. is so. Christ-like, that it completely forgives the fact that this family is shitty to her, you know? I mean, through no... It's not their fault that they're in this system where when you have as much money as they did, you have a maid that you treat like shit. Right. Which they do. Um, And, uh, but it still is shitty. Yeah. And to have her never complain. Like she's like such a martyr. Such a martyr. And it's just, and that forgives them. For You don't even think about th- their behavior. You're not right. made to interrogate this entire schism that's ridiculous. And, you know, I, sound, I know I sound like a, you know, rabid socialist or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> I would never say that about you, sweet but, Richard. But the fact of the matter is that this kind of disparity is fucked up, especially yeah. when you live amongst it. And the movie does not at all engage with this idea at all. I actually was thinking about this, and this is a really petty counterexample, but Bravo is coming out with this new show called, like, Mexican Dynasties, I uh. think. And it's about, like, very, very wealthy families in Mexico. Uh. And it's... So interesting in, like, a depressing way in that, um, like, the help is, like, a part of the show. Right. Um, And the help is all, like, indigenous uh, Mexican people. And then the families are all, like, Mm -hmm. Euro-Mexican. And it's just, like, yeah, like, that's that same dynamic. Yeah. But on Bravo. Right. <laughs> I can't wait to watch. That sounds Like, they'll probably demonize sensitive. the families even more just right. to, like, that sounds be like, they're crazy. Totally. But Very sensitive. That will um, be a so, sensitive treatment. So, yeah, I think, and I think if it weren't autobiographical, I would feel better about that. Mm-hmm. But it almost feels like he protests too much in a sure. way, mm. you know? Yeah. It just left a, as much as I liked that movie and thought it was beautiful and loved it when it was on, it really left a bitter taste in my mouth. I have a in a very embarrassing problem, which is that I don't really like really good movies. Oh, okay. Like I thought you were gonna say I can't read, so I couldn't. I, don't, I can't read. <laughs> like Jordan Catalano. Oh yeah, I can't read. Um, I uh, like. So I think to have watched that movie in its entirety, I would have needed to be in the theater. Right, uh, because it's like a movie that like requires patience and like it's attention. Like good, yeah. Um, yeah. And I also don't. I have a really hard time going into movies that I'm like, oh, this is gonna like rip your heart out at the right. end. Like that has very little appeal to me. Yeah. 
as someone who's like oh walks around as like a walking wound all yeah. the time anyway. <laughs> well, um, you know, that means that your good is different from the general public facing idea of good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've made an entire career of loving bad things. So. Yeah. Then keep keep it up, I say. Keep I it up. I couldn't stop if, if I'm too deep if in you it. Want it. <laughs> What you else? know, and yeah. I mean, A Star is Born could win Best Picture. Jesus it would be, Christ. I mean, it would be ridiculous, but it was a huge hit. It was. People loved it. True. It affected people. True. I've also, of the ones on here, I think it's the only one I've watched more than once. I've it's, seen it twice. It, I mean, I would prefer to see it win over some things, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind something. of how it always is. It's kind of is. in the middle for me. One thing that I like about A Star is Born and the Oscars is that Bradley Cooper has made a lot of fuss saying that he will not perform the, the song Shallow in character as Jackson Maine. He will perform it as Bradley Cooper. It would be like, means. yeah, but also it would but be the, so weird if he came out like, hey. Yeah. Like in, <laughs> covered in bronzer again. Yeah, he pissed like, himself. <laughs> I mean, again, Bradley Cooper does need to piss himself at the Oscars. If he wants to maintain our respect. I mean, yes. I don't know how much he cares about that. I feel like he should care a lot. The Oscars should be hosted by Bradley Cooper's As Jackson urine. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscars should be hosted by Halsey. Oh my God. Uh, and oh then, my <laughs> fucking God. Bradley Cooper kind of interrupts. I can't believe. And then his piss takes the stage. Um, that's a good alt. I mean, I think they have enough time to pull that together. Yeah. It's only Tuesday. So. Yeah. One thing that would be absolutely insane is that like if a Brian Singer movie won in yeah. like the age of Time's Up. Yeah. I know, that would be nice. Because totally. it would just be like another sign of like, oh, we truly do not care about right. male yeah, we don't give a whatsoever. Right. Um, so let's ask Rich, if you could choose the Richies, they're here for you. Right. For your honor. Let's say five. Cap it at five. Please. So I will tell you that The Rider was my favorite movie of the late the last year. Oh, you did mention that. I yes. guess. I love that movie. I don't know what that is. It's this hybrid documentary narrative film by um, a Chinese director, Chinese-American, I think, at this point. I think she's a citizen, but she, she comes from China, mm-hmm. named Chloe Zhao, about an indigenous tribe that is light-skinned, I guess you'd say, um, and they're also cowboys. So oh. it's like cowboys and Indians in one sort of group. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy, Brody, who's a real-life rodeo rider, I guess that, yeah, he's a rider. Okay. Hence the title. Yep. Uh, he gets thrown from a horse and has to kind of heal from it. I think the horse stomped on him. Oh. And riding becomes increasingly complicated for him. It becomes increasingly dangerous, and also he has this sort of condition where he locks up. So it's just dangerous for him to be on a horse. Mm. He's grown up knowing this as his reality. You know, this is what a man does. And then he has to sort of face the fact that he can't do that thing. You know, compounding all of this is his friend uh, is um, had a similar situation but wasn't so lucky and is obviously suffering incredible brain damage and you see footage of him interacting with him and also you see footage of Brody breaking a horse uh so there's like these like incredibly intense real moments punctuating this like really gorgeous narrative and this meditation on like manhood and and it and how easily it can crumble just the very idea of masculinity um, I I'm love giving it. it. I'm giving it the Richie. It's, yeah, I guess the Richie. <laughs> but uh, Eighth Grade is my Oh, yes. Up. I just watched that. And <sighs> I, no, like no, I loved it. I loved it. I watched grade. that two I, nights ago, and it was amazing. Elsie Fisher absolutely so should. So fucking I mean, good. like we said, the, the, the category Best Actress is very, very full this year. But it 
kills me a little bit that she that was movie not was nominated. that I cannot believe it. And then there's Hereditary, <laughs> which it, oh my God. I, I think it's another travesty that Tony Collette wasn't nominated. That is absolutely that's insane. She's, I think Come it's. On, do you think it's because it's like a horror movie? I think it's because it's a horror movie that came out in the summer. Yeah, it came oh, out. Yeah. It came out too long ago. Like the scene in that movie where she like finally loses her shit at the yeah. sun oh and it just screams at him yes. for like three minutes yeah. is one of the most like brutal, yeah. raw it's wild. pieces of acting I've seen. I was surprised that The Hate You Give didn't get more play because I thought that was legitimately good for like a teen movie. Mm-hmm. Really kind of like you yeah. know, changing the conception of what makes a teen movie right. while having a lot of its hallmarks. And then, you know, the favorite, Can You Ever Forgive Me? I, I like mean, those. yeah. Yeah, no, it's there. the Meggies. The Meggies is literally just, thank you for reminding me that I saw 8th grade literally two days ago. My pleasure. Uh, <laughs> I think it would be 8th grade, Tony Collette for Hereditary, and then, honestly, nothing else. Nothing else that I can think of that I even saw or mm-hmm. wanted to see and didn't see. I want to tell you what the Maddies are. Yeah. Oh, my God, please. I'm ready. So... From my list of movies I watched in 2018, I really loved the movie Revenge, uh, which was oh, that— yeah. uh, Rape Revenge. Yeah, Rape Revenge movie. But it was like everyone was talking about how like cool Mandy was, the right. Nicolas Cage one, like yeah. how visually cool that was. Yeah. And I was like, shine a little light on Revenge because yeah. that was like an insanely visual movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. very stylized. Uh, that was very, very good. Yeah, um, I like Revenge. It would like never win an award, but no. I, I did love it. At the Maddies, it might. Right. Um, also Hereditary. <laughs> Um, also eighth grade. And then I think, can you ever forgive me in the favorite? So, so kind of boring at the end, just in that you all have covered it. But Those are good. I also thought like Widows was incredibly fun. I liked Widows. Well, I enjoyed Widows. Would love to see Liam Neeson give a speech on anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Has he been officially canceled? What's the state? Um, Is he like semi-canceled? He's not going to be canceled. Like he's laying low, yeah. I mean, at he's least he's going to be fine. I mean, I'm not worried about Liam Neeson. Him and his, and his gigantic donger. Yeah, his right. great. baby arm. Yeah, he'll be fine. All right. <laughs> I am going to just, does anyone have final thoughts on this nightmare show that we will be watching? No. On I wonder if this is the year that I just turn it off midway. I, I love that idea. I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm that interested. Desperately wish today would. I mean, I would like to, but I think I'll be working. So unfortunately, yeah, I'll be I will be too. But I wish I could. Oh wait, so. yeah. I'll, watch, I'll live vicariously yeah. through you. I'll watch yeah. the red carp and then I'll. I love the red I'll, carp. What's not to love about the carp? I do have one more thought. Actually, yes. you remember the year when everyone was like, "Don't ask women about their dresses. I ask was like, them about their roles." Two years ago, yeah. No. <laughs> 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 no, you get lent a, a $25,000 dress. Yeah. We all know what you're up for. Totally. That's like what your speech is for. Right. Also, you're not getting like a thoughtful answer about a roll on the red carpet. Well, that's and why you like, talk about superficial shit because people are just like breezing by and they give you 30 seconds. And also, that's when they're like, they don't talk to men about that. It's like, yeah, because men's formal fashion is boring. Exactly. They would talk to like Pharrell about it if he's wearing shorts, totally. you know, like. Or a crazy hat. Yeah. A very tall hat. <laughs> right. But it drives me crazy where I'm just like, I would much rather hear about like Lady Gaga's like insane outfit than her being like, there can be 100 people in a room. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Do do prepare yourself for her to cry when she's on stage. Oh, yeah. Um, I assume it will be when she's accepting best original song, but also probably when she's performing the best original song. Yes. Well, as long as she doesn't do what she did at the Grammys (sighs) with Shallow. Yeah. I was very upset. Mark Ronson be there. 
I hope so. Mm, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Well, happy Oscars to everyone. Happy Oscars. Um, happy I Oscars. hope you are having a party with lots of dips and chips. Themed dips and chips. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah. You know, like, like we said, things can be bad and they can be good. <laughs> that is the message I'd like to— Some people have everything, they have nothing. <laughs> that okay, we're do, we're doing great. Um, Rich, I feel like we're just like res, uh, reciting the lyrics to Roar. Yeah, <laughs> it has and is always a pleasure sitting in this room with you, Rich. And yeah, talking. thank you. Thanks thank you for so coming. Much. I mean, thanks for having. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming to my podcast. You're so <laughs> Any, welcome. Uh, I can't do next week, by the way. I'm okay, on. <laughs> All right. you're so. Welcome. I figured. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast, and thank you to Rich Jizwiak. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Mondana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. If you want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think, hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. You can find us on Spotify, NPR One, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and please follow us on Twitter at DirtCastPod.